inspired by a galaxy far, far away, you're listening to Force Fan Podcast. Something liquid. I remember I talked about that too in our initial Clone Wars movie episode. How that Did line we? just like became immortalized in my brain for some reason. Now I don't even remember that line. The yeah, the separatist general that. Oh, that's right. Yes. When the, Kenobi the goes into Kenobi with the T. Yeah. <laughs> he 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 does that whole. <clears throat> Could we have some refreshments? And it's all like to his little droid. Bring us something liquid. Liquid. <laughs> I guess it's hilarious what stands out because I've like apparently never (laughs) registered that. I don't know. No, like for for real. That's I think Clone Wars movie. That's the first thing that (laughs) pops up, followed immediately by the one time I was watching it on DVD while I was getting sick with a fever and eating buffalo wings. And now I can't eat buffalo wings because I remember the fever I had. While watching food, the Clone Wars movie, food food aversion is real. It um, is. It's it's hot, very hard to get rid of. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. How do I want to start this? Oh, we already started. Oh shit! <laughs> Something liquid. Something liquid. Uh, <laughs> well, since we're already, I mean, at this point, you know, we're talking about the Clone Wars movie. Our first dive into the Filoni-verse of Star Wars, uh, of the Star Wars fandom. And, and uh, we we thought it would be fun, given that the Clone Wars is coming back for its seventh season, and we've had a lot of fun doing these minisodes, that, you know, it came out in theaters, so why not do a minisode about the Clone Wars movie to kind of psych ourselves up for the return of... Uh, of the Clone and Wars. And the end. And the end. <laughs> Sob. <laughs> but why not? Oh, the Clone Wars movie such a... It's like, you know what? I think the Clone Wars movie is our contemporary Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> so did you see the Clone Wars movie in the theater? I saw it on opening weekend, yes. Wow. Opening weekend mm-hmm. even. Okay. That was two thousand. Eight. Eight. So it was my yeah. sophomore year of high school. Me and my buddy Jacob went to go see it uh, that Saturday, I think. Okay. And I got to tell you, it was it was a trip. <laughs> you know, you got the Lucasfilm logo uh, popping up with the clone with the clones yelling in the Batman midst of battle, the battle cries and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And then the first time ever we see that glorious, cemented, and now infamous Clone Wars logo with the stylized rendition of the star wars fanfare and you're like okay i dig this this is 2008 we have never had clone the clone wars in this way before this is the first time so when the narration started instead of a crawl it was like a slap in the face not necessarily bad but like whoa okay this is different who is this you get this very hammy it's like, let's be honest, it's a very hammy type of voiceover, just telling us what's going on in the galaxy. It definitely has that newsreel feel, right. which I think 
that goes back, right? That kind of ties in with Lucas's initial, like, Flash Gordon, kind of the serial yeah. adventure, what he what he was trying to bring to screen initially. Anyway. So. As an adult contemporary, as an adult uh, intellectual now, yes, I understand that. And yes, I like <laughs> it. I, I can appreciate yeah. it now. As yeah. a douchey high school kid, I was like, what is this? This is weird. and This is different. This is different, and I'm a douchey high schooler, and I don't like change. So, to, yeah, it was it was unique, to say the least. The animation was kind of wonky, but it, it looked pretty. Like, the design of the movie is, you know, pretty, as is the rest of the series. Uh, I was I was fine with it. I, I, I well, The movie ended, and I'm like, you know, that was, that was cool. I, I, I don't hate that. I, I even as a douchey high school kid, I like Star Wars, so uh, I just like having new Star Wars even back then. But yeah, I mean, just watching it again recently for this episode, I gotta gotta say, man, it is it is it is a chore to watch. <laughs> it is it is rough. <laughs> so I don't I don't know if it's because I didn't see this movie when it came out. So the Clone Wars came out in the Clone Wars movie came out in 2008. And by this time in my life, I graduated college. I gotten a real job. I'd gotten married and I was kind of like out of fandom at that point. You know, Revenge of the Sith had happened and that kind of closed the book on Star Wars for me. And now I was like an adult. So I was adulting. When, when did you get married? Adult- 2007. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So, so I remember hearing about the Clone Wars movie coming out. And I was kind of like, eh. Like, I don't really feel the need to see that, you know, Star Wars. Star Wars is done. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're I know. years, huh? I, uh, so, well, I know. It just goes to prove that we're all idiots in our youth, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't feel the need. Like, I had no great pressing desire to see it, and it wasn't actually until the season two finale of Rebels came out. What? And I, so 2016, eight years later... <laughs> The season two finale of Rebels came out, and I, at that point, you know, we were in the Disney era, um, Rogue One had come out, I'd started getting more involved in Star Wars Twitter, and of course, everybody was freaking out about Twilight of the Apprentice and everything that happened with Ahsoka and Vader, and just kind of, you know... Even though I didn't, hadn't seen any of the Clone Wars at that point, none of it, you know, I still knew somewhere through social consciousness or whatever that Ahsoka had been a Jedi and that she and Anakin, I don't know if I knew that she was Anakin's Padawan, but anyway, I knew there was some relationship there. So you didn't even have the series in. No. So I I heard about the end. Oh my goodness. I know. So Twilight of the Apprentice came out. And I read about it, and I was like, hot damn, that sounds amazing. Now I have to go back and watch all of the Clone Wars and Rebels seasons one and two to catch up. And that's exactly what I did. goodness. So then I... You you agent of chaos. (laughs) I watched watched the Clone Wars movie, and then I binge-watched all six seasons of the Clone Wars... 
and seasons one and two of Rebels to to catch myself up. Basically, all yeah, I guess that was most of because then I started watching Rebels season three. Um, so I don't even I can't quote the timing escapes me at this point, but. Um, but yeah, it actually took, it took eight years and hearing about this epic confrontation to, that finally got me to go back and watch all of it. Um, so, so that's, (laughs) okay. So So I've, I've only seen the, like the Clone Wars has kind the movie has kind of only seeped into my consciousness in the last, you know, four years or so. Um, and I've watched this movie so many times now. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> One of the very first podcast episodes that we did, we talked about the Clone Wars movie, and I swear to God, I probably watched it like four times, like in a row, <laughs> <laughs> leading up to that. Okay, so I'd like really know what was going on. Can can we can we explore that a bit? Cause sure, cause, yeah. Okay, check it right. By the way, you don't have to go back and look up that old episode because we're better people now than we were back then. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, please don't. <laughs> I remember, I remember you talking about your your mini obsession with that movie for a bit when the DVD came out back in the day. I, I bought it when it came yes. out. I, I, you know, I I still like Star Wars. This movie is not my favorite, but I like it. For some reason, it became the movie I watched the most during that mm. time. I would have it on loop sometimes. It would end. I would just start it over. And I wouldn't be sitting there necessarily watching it the whole time. But I'd be doing other things. I'd, I'd come. I'd leave. I'd come back. I'd sit down, watch some of it, get up again. But then when it was over, I would just start it over again. And it just, just kind of stayed that way for a while. My my DVD got a lot of usage back then. <laughs> like a lot. And I, asked, I even asked myself, why am I watching this so much? I have all the other movies. Why am I watching this one so much? But I still did. So what what do you think about it is about the Clone Wars movie that did that to us? <laughs> I don't even know. I part of it part of it is it's just it's kind of like Hilarabad. Um you know, it's not great, but it's still fun and Is it? Is it <laughs> I, you know, I think it's one of those things where it's like more a collection of some of the moments that happened in that movie, especially looking back on it now. So I did go back and I did rewatch the Clone Wars movie. (laughs) Even though this movie is only 98 minutes long, I swear Uh, to God, it feels longer. It it does feel longer as we made painfully clear in our chat thread. Um, I honestly, I did, I, I swear I thought it was closer to two hours then. No. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> just feels like three. Just feels like it. So I don't, I don't, is it just like Star Wars crack? I don't know. <laughs> but I do, crack. like, there are, there are so many great little moments in this movie that I think now watching it, it's kind of more of my collective emotional 
love of Star Wars that makes this movie rather than the movie itself. Because there are so many great little moments like Anakin and Ahsoka, Anakin telling Ahsoka, you never, you would never make it as Obi-Wan's Padawan, but you'll make it as mine. Or you get Obi-Wan and Ventress flirting in the monastery in Teth. You get Rex and Ahsoka meeting for the first time, which then comes full circle in Rebels. That, you watching know, it for get, this, that moment got me. Oh, the, yeah. Knowing now I, yeah. or all that leads. Knowing like, what's oh, coming. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. This is Star and Wars history we're watching. <laughs> yes. And it's in the Clone Wars movie. The movie that's not even listed as a movie on Disney+. Plus. It's a special. <laughs> so... So I almost think for me, it's more about the actual little moments and kind of the collective history of Star Wars that makes it great as opposed to it being a great piece of media in and of itself, Right, if that makes sense. No, that totally makes sense. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. In my so, little brief exploration on this particular why that I watched it so much, I think it was because it was still a novelty to me back then. Well, it was new, right? right? It was like, it was the new Star Wars. Well, not even that. I mean, it's the new Star Wars, sure. But it's 2008. Revenge of the Sith was still pretty fresh. And that DVD got a lot of ease, too, when I bought it. <laughs> but the novelty of it being a animated Star Wars, a CGI animated cartoon. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was the, it was the one thing of its kind out at that time sure now we got like six seasons and a seventh one coming up and a couple (laughs) of books and we comic a lot of comics that are not canon now but you know whatever they're still there back then that was it yeah and i think that's that was my my quirk to it just like this is i i it's 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 this is it so i i have to watch it and i have to love it and you're right there are a lot of cool little moments throughout it that i really uh really appreciate and enjoy so much so that they weigh all the other quirks this movie. I know this movie when has. we, yeah, I know when we first talked about that movie, this movie. I think we discussed how, or at some point early on, that this movie might have been better if it hadn't been this particular set of episodes, right? Or now. Now, I I don't take that back, but it's still very disjointed. I think it could have been smoothed out more. Um, And I just have this movie kind of makes me laugh because it's like you're literally, I mean, what, Ahsoka is supposed to be like 14 years old in this movie or something crazy. And you literally like she lands in a war zone to start off the whole thing. And then... They move into another war zone and are ba- she's basically just thrown into like battle after battle. <laughs> she's 14 years old. I mean, whatever with the force, but like, she's <laughs> like, oh my God. Now, as an adult with two kids, I'm like, who thought this was a good idea? Well, I mean, who? she is a Yoda. <laughs> she is, she is, well, you know, we've seen it's historically the Jedi's don't really care about certain aspects of child welfare, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that shouldn't be a surprise, Cap, but no. No, no. You're right. Uh, but, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, the biggest issue is, uh, I was telling John earlier, who couldn't join us for this recording, that uh, I think the Clone Wars movie has a really strong start, or a strongish start at least, with a lot of potential. But then 
it just really derails after the first half hour or so. Once the Battle of Christophsis is over, basically, and we really start hammering in the whole Jabba the Hutt plotline and the hyperspace route dilemma that they got going, it's like, yeah, but do we really need this? And uh, yes, Kat? See you raising your hand there. I'm raising my hand. I want you to finish your thought. So, yes, you 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 get that plot and you're kind of like, why does this need to be a thing? But I actually, what that plot illustrates to me so perfectly is kind of you start to see the seeds of Anakin's distrust and in the Jedi start to happen the cracks are starting to form right there like this is part of Sidious's plot Anakin is from Tatooine he was a slave he was owned by a hut at one point and now he's being sent as a representative of the Jedi to save a hut and negotiate with them and he even says in the movie you know I don't think this is a good idea why are we doing this um and they basically are like, well, it's your job. Because it is. And we need it. <laughs> and we need them. And it doesn't matter that they're gangsters and they're, you know, involved in the slave trade, basically. And like, you, you, have, you have to do this because we need you to. We need this access. And it doesn't really matter who we're working with. Like, we're going to work with them anyway. And you can see... This kind of laying very nicely the foundation for Anakin to start kind of having that mistrust um, of the Jedi and their motivations if they're willing to do that. Because otherwise, you know, he'd probably rather be there slashing them down, all those huts. I don't disagree with what you're saying because that's definitely the intent with this plot, this particular plot. yes. It's just, again, the execution is just very... We get a couple of lines of, you know, Anakin's dark history on Tatooine and, you know, some of the atrocities he committed there before. We get the Tuscan sounds and th that close-up of his, of his eye line right before we cut to Tatooine. A lot of good little stuff that doesn't necessarily get explored in the movie. And on top, of, and on top of that, too, it's so disjointed. We still, we're getting new characters introduced like 20 minutes before the episode ends. Like, yes, we all know who Padme is, so good. But the movie's over in like 20 minutes, and she's barely coming in for this whole thing with Zero the Hut. I mean, it's just true. a very disjointed story with some good thematic material underneath it. Like you were saying, that's a very good point, and I agree with that, and I love it. But the execution is just not there. <laughs> But I mean, who doesn't love Zero the Hut, our flamboyant hut gangster? <laughs> I remember I remember Jacob and I laughing in the theater when he tried to run away. <laughs> he just kinda gets like he just kinda like rolls like two feet. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, I definitely remember watching the Clone Wars movie and being like, What is going on? What is happening here? And yeah, waiting until like the last 20 minutes to bring in Padme. What the heck? Dave and George. Yeah, but... But I, 
I do have to say I'm a totally a sucker for, you know, Padme helps save the day and she and Anakin, you know, seeing each other through the hollows. Oh, absolutely. Holograms. Yeah. And you you know that there's the undercurrent there, but they obviously can't say anything. I mean, they're looking at each other watching with, and they're with like, sex eyes and like, yeah. why is no one else picking up they, on this? <laughs> Really? No one? Okay. Ahsoka's, Ahsoka's only 14 at that point. She She's doesn't get it. a couple more years to figure yeah. it out. So, but like, I'm a sucker for things like that, you know, kind of like knowing that there's that undercurrent uh-huh. that's going on, but they obviously can't speak to it. So, you know, I love that. <laughs> but yes, I mean, this movie is kind of a disjointed mess. mess. <laughs> we can say I it. Think, we still love it, but I we think, can be real about I it. Think I still would advocate that maybe if it had some things had been rearranged or rewritten that it might have worked. Yeah, like if it having, wasn't a having mess. the same <laughs> Yeah. If it wasn't a mess, well, so many things. Uh. No, like we are in consensus that thematically there's a lot of cool stuff here that is there, but it's either explored very poorly or not explored at all. That's like my whole take. But I mean it's I still like it and the fact of the matter is, this movie is Star Wars history at this point. It's the first time we met Ahsoka and Rex and saw that relationship get established. Look at where we are now with that relationship and those characters. Yeah. What so, I completely forgotten about is how Rex almost dies like two times in this movie. Yeah, and he gets mind tricked. Yeah, he gets mind tricked by Asajj and then is somehow miraculously left alive after that, which you're kind of like, okay. And I then mean, <laughs> and then they like are surrounded by droids and it's like him and two other clone troopers. And you're like, and Obi-Wan has to come in in the last minute, save the day. It's a little bit like, oh, I'd forgotten that they almost killed Rex twice this early on. <laughs> Glad they didn't. <laughs> yeah, but I mean... Let's be Obi Wan is a Jedi Master, I think, at this point too. He's a master duelist. Like, why not just take out Asajj or arrest her? I mean, he could easily do it, but he's too busy flirting. You know, there's a lot of little I think <laughs> things like that just for the sake of we can't do this yet because we're gonna do a whole series with these characters. You know? Yeah. There's, did yeah. you did you watch the Clone Wars series after seeing when it came out after seeing the movie? <laughs> uh, well, here. So here's the thing about that, right? I remember the movie came out. I got the DVD. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I remember Cartoon Network was like, "Hey, big announcement! Ooh, stay tuned." I think they played some like quasi Star Wars type sounds in it. Enough, enough Star Wars type of sounds in their teasers to hint that it was a Star Wars project. And I was like, oh, that sounds like Star Wars, whatever. Until they finally announced it, the Clone Wars series. And my first reaction was to that, like, hey, it's from the movie that came out. Cool. Sure. I'll watch it. I remember coming home from a football game. I was in a marching band, and so I had to go home late. But it would air on Fridays. Ah. Yeah, so after band geeking it up all Friday night, I got home on that premiere Friday. And I caught the second, uh, the second run of the episodes. So it premiered at a okay. certain time. Then he played them again, yeah. like later. Yeah, and it was the episode with Yoda and Asajj, and then with Plo Koon and the, and the clones. Mm-hmm. And I thought this is cool. Sure, I-, I can watch more of this. And so I did. And as you know, season one is hard. <laughs> very, very. <laughs> 
difficult. Kind of a roller coaster, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like some. I like I like uh, rookies. Rookies was cool, but then uh, then it wasn't all rookies. And I mean, I, I I stuck with it. I stuck with it through the season finale. The Ryloth episodes near the end were cool. I remember watching those. Yeah, those, the marching band season was over, so I managed to catch those at the same time, like when they premiered. And it ended with that cliffhanger with zero. And I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> Why not? Why not? It came back for season two. I watched the first episode of season two. And then I dropped it for some reason. It wasn't a conscious thing. I just dropped it. Until I got a... I remember I was channel surfing one night. Mini, like a year or two later. And I saw some of the Mortis uh, episodes. And I saw Anakin. Ooh. Yeah, right? So when the show finally got its stuff together. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look. <laughs> the characters look different. Oh, this looks interesting. And it's, I caught the bit where Anakin is seeing himself as Vader. So he's like, ah. no, no, no. And then the shadow behind him turns into the helmet. And I'm like, what is this now? I want, what was, <laughs> I need to see this. I need to see this now. So it was, it was that moment, the Mortis arc moment that I just happened to come across while channel surfing one night that got me to go back and watch the Clone Wars as best I could. Then leading up to the Force Awakens back in the day, I watched the whole thing from beginning to end, every single episode. And nice. So I guess long story short, I kind of watched it. I dropped it. I saw one cool moment once it got stuff, itself together, and then I just watched everything. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, sometimes one cool moment is uh, all it takes. So. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking from experience. Yeah, and, uh, as I mentioned in our solo episode, I uh, I got flipped to watch it because he wanted some answers to the whole Mandalorian Maul and Darksaber stuff. Ah, okay. And uh, he told me, he's like, man, I love you. You're, you're my friend, but I hate you right now. Do I really need to watch this? Do I really need to watch this? Can I just skip a few episodes? Like, he is in pain. As a, as a casual fan, he is in pain watching some of these episodes. But uh, I'm assuring him it gets better because honestly, it really, really does get much better. And we all we all know that the new and last season's coming out, and we couldn't be happier. We couldn't be more excited because of that. It's just going to be. It's kind of crazy that we're finally going to be able to see it come full circle, and it's what twelve years later now than when this movie initially premiered, so that's kind of crazy. But it's it's going to be great and heartbreaking to get that closure, because we all know what's coming. At this point, it's kind of like we know what's coming, but what we're going to see, right. how we're going to see it, we don't quite know yet. So well, so let's I, uh, let's end on that then. Like, what do you what are you most excited? We're talking about Clone War, the first Clone Wars project, the first Clone Wars uh, uh, movie. Let's talk about the last Clone Wars season. What are you most excited for? What are you looking forward to the most? Well, I'm... <laughs> because I'm a masochist when yes. it comes yes, to are. Star Wars and my emotions. You worry I'm me a, sometimes. I'm a Star Wars emotional masochist. I can freely admit that this is a safe place. Uh, is it you all, Is it? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, I'm really looking forward... <laughs> <laughs> it's also kind of evil, but uh, honestly, um, seeing, knowing that Ahsoka and Rex will be together when Order 66 goes down, and then knowing that they're going to have to, like, split up to save each other, um, and, and and that Ahsoka won't know 
what happens with Obi-Wan and Anakin. Um, I'm really looking forward to getting those interactions because we know that that's going to happen and seeing how that goes down. Because I know Filoni will just like stick that knife in there and twist it. (laughs) And it will hurt so good. (laughs) And I look forward to probably crying about it. (laughs) I wish y'all could see the glee in her eyes right now she's talking. Like, it's this really is, true. This like, is very weird. <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm also excited just to kind of see Ahsoka's transition from being a Jedi and then kind of getting pulled back into it. Um, and I'm also curious to see how, if anything, they will weave what we. Oh, maybe I should try to reread. Um, weave what we got in the Ahsoka Ahsoka novel novel. Um, if and what will they weave in from that the snippets that we got into Clone Wars season 7 I'm also really curious just because it was a line in the trailer um, if to see to see the clones get explored a little bit more um and, you know, giving some depth to them, because obviously throughout the Clone Wars, you know, the, we get introduced to Rex and Cody, but really only kind of superficially in the movie. And then we get to know and love them more as the series went on. So I'm curious to see where their headspace is in the lead up to the end. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I totally agree with you. I'm probably going to at least read the prologue to the Ahsoka novel, just so I could get the whole Siege of Mandalore scene again, fresh. Nice. See, yes. To see how much of it they keep in the show, how much they add on to it, all that good stuff. And let's be honest, to see if they contradict anything, because the Star Wars fans, we... <laughs> we love that. We love that, right? But uh, I'm also on board with you this time on the whole Star Wars masochist thing. <laughs> I can't wait to see Order... Join me. <laughs> I can't wait to see Order 66 again play out with the Clone Wars versions of some of these characters that we... Yes. Because like, let's be honest, right? We we know Plo Koon, we know Kiati, we know all these Jedi uh, characters, but I think we associate different emotions to the cartoon Clone War versions that we do to the live action. Yes, for sure. For and sure, I mean, that, right? was the, that was the great thing about the Clone Wars is that it allowed us to kind of feel more for these minor characters that we hadn't really known except for like oh you know that's that guy with the mask and that's that guy with the cone head you know so <laughs> yeah so whenever i see Plo Koon get blown up in episode three i'm like oh that <laughs> that blows that blows because i know he was a cool guy in the clone wars but i think the, seeing him blown up in clone wars possibly will get a much bigger reaction just because obviously that's the character version of the character we we connected with Yes, and honestly, one thing that I would love to see that I don't know if we will, because we technically got it in comic book format, but it would be a great bridge to Rebels if we actually got to see Deepa and Caleb as Order 66 goes down. We do. Dude, you just gave me chills. We see them in the hologram of the council. So we know that they're there. 
But I think it would be, and because Filoni loves to hurt us, and we love to be hurt by Filoni, I think it would be really great. There's that sparkle in her eye again. And it would give that nice little bridge knowing again that we get to see Caleb slash Kanan in the future. I think it would be really cool if we got, even if it was just a little snippet, maybe not the whole scene, but... Um, if we did actually get to maybe see that. I wouldn't be surprised if the Clone Wars ended similarly to Rebels, where we get a bit of a montage type thing to kind of wrap mm. things up. And mm. one of those moments in the montage is a young Caleb Dune kind of running. Fleeing, or, yeah. Or changing his appearance <laughs> to not be a Jedi, yeah. Oh, my poor baby. <laughs> so I, could, I, I love that idea, and I could totally see it uh, working that way. I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me, give me that. I, I, yeah, I want it. I want it. And I mean, what's? I mean, we ostensibly we're talking about the Clone Wars movie. We don't even see it like some of these people in the Clone Wars movie. But the Clone Wars movie was what opened up the gateway to the right. Clone Wars. Um, so it's all connected. We can talk about it. It That's is all fine. connected. It's our podcast. We talk about <laughs> what we want. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah Clone Wars movie to what it eventually became or led to it's it's a trip and uh, Mr. Filoni grew up before our very eyes we, we yeah. saw it all happen and weird stuff man weird stuff it's just yeah I, I'm just excited to see things come full circle and I think going back and watching the movie now and and knowing what's happened and you know, in in to these characters and where some of these threads end up going. It's it's fun to go back and watch where it all started for some of them. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll about do it for our Clone Wars episode. And if we time this correctly, this should be the episode you listen to right before the season seven premiere of Clone Wars on yeah! Disney Plus. <laughs> So in the similar way that we did The Mandalorian, we're not going to do an episode for each episode. We're going to go through the arcs just because we're adults with busy adulting lives. But uh, as we mentioned in our solo episode, you could find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Force Fan Podcast or our new webpage, bluelabpro.com slash Podcast, where we set up a new blog, Force Fan Afterwards, where we talk about the stuff that didn't make it into the podcast or we don't podcast about it all. So there we'll be posting a weekly thing as the episodes come out before releasing a arc episodes. So we'll be having the conversation the whole entire time, which was something we felt was missing with Mandalorian that we're hoping to correct this time around with Clone Wars. Should be fun. Should Check be it a out. lot of fun. So uh, if you want to connect with me directly though, uh, tell me about your first time opening weekend experience with the Clone Wars movie. I think I was the only one, me and Jacob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blue Lap Pro. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. And until then, may the force be with you guys. And then some. From Blue Lab Productions, thanks for listening to Force Fan Podcast with Adrian, Cat Ray, and John. Edited and produced by Adrian Misa with original music composed by Brooke Monroe and original art by Mitsu Overstreet. 
please rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All rights reserved. <laughs>